spending some of our time and after your children go to bed, picking up their toys and their mess from the playroom, the lounge room, from your bedroom, from wherever else they decide to leave the toys that day, you're not alone. But today's episode, we're going to talk about how many toys is too many toys? How many should you have? How many can you throw in the bin right now? So before you go get your garbage bag and throw them in the bin, let's dive in. Welcome to the Simplifying Childhood Podcast, where we simplify parenting, play, and everything child development. I am your host, Tiffany. This is episode number three of the Simplifying Childhood Podcast. I am your host, Tiffany. All the show notes are available on the website, www.simplifyingchildhood.com.au. So please head there. I've got a few things that I will talk about later that I'll be linking there for you today. So first point, before I even dive into this, I want to do a bit of a caveat. What is toys versus materials? And I say this because some people, when they dive into the play space, especially online, um, and you see anything Montessori, it will say material. Montessori is material. will have materials that they use within the classroom, and that is the term that they use because they view play as work. And I view play as work as well. I'm not saying that I don't, but for the purposes of this, I'm going to use the word toys because in most homes, we don't just have strictly classroom materials or any classroom materials. We'll have the odd random toy from this person, a toy from this person, an Elsa doll here, a Spider-Man thing here, some plastic bubble bond as well. Um, so I'm going to use that term just because I think it's more inclusive. How the children use it though may still be work and it may still be a material, but for this conversation, I'm gonna say toys. So how many is too many? Too many is how many you don't wanna pick up. There is no number. And I can't tell you a number because every single family dynamic is different. Every single child is different. What you are willing to accept in your home is gonna be different to what I accept in my home and to, you know, mum, you and mum's group. Does play need to happen in a playroom? No. Does it need to only happen in the lounge room? No. Does it need to happen in the bedroom? No. Where it happens is up to you too. How you store those toys, up to you too. And I think that's the daunting part is how many, where, when, how, is all up to you. And when you start down a play journey with your children, it can feel very daunting and overwhelming. I'm going to assume, because you're here, that you're interested in child's play and you want the best for your child and that you are interested in play and you may have read a few things about play or toys and how many to have. So I'm going to make an assumption on that. But I also want to make an assumption that you've probably got more than you need and you don't realise that necessarily. So children will play with a wooden spoon. Children will play with anything they can find. The Tupperware cupboard is like a treasure trove of goodness. So don't think that children only need toys in which to play with. Too many is however many you don't wanna deal with. If it is overwhelming, you need to cut. Now, if it's overwhelming for you, you need to cut. If it is overwhelming for your child, you could try toy rotation instead of just getting rid of things. Now, how to tell if it's overwhelming for your child? Are they actively engaging with and playing with their toys? So if you've got some toys out in the lounge room, are they going over to the Lego? And are they actually sitting down and playing with that Lego for a substantial amount of time? Or are they going from the Lego to the blocks, to the Elsa doll, back to the blocks, back to the Lego, and they're just kind of fluffing around, not really doing anything? 
I'm walking in a circle like a chicken with a head. Probably overwhelmed. It's the same as when you stand at your wardrobe and you say the words, I have nothing to wear. When we all know there is 692 items of clothing in that wardrobe. It's the same for the kids. They're walking out and they're like, I've got nothing to play with. I'm bored. And there is a million toys in front of them. And it is infuriating to hear someone else say it. We say it for ourselves with our wardrobes or our shoes or whatever. And, but it's infuriating to hear the kids say it because it's like, I've curated all these toys. I've brought all these toys. I've put this here for you and you're not engaging with it. So I do get that's frustrating. But that's a sign of overwhelm for them. Another sign for overwhelm, especially in that, you know, one-year-old, that infant sort of stage, is when they don't get something off the shelf or out of the basket or whatever and actively play with it. When what they do is just throw it. So an infant or toddler who is really struggling with overwhelm and toys will just kind of throw things. Whereas an older child kind of goes in a circle, potentially. They can both do both, let's be honest. But they're the behaviours I generally see at those ages. And as they go round in circles or throw everything, it just makes a bigger mess for you to clean up at the end of the day, if I'm quite frank. And you don't want that. And they're definitely feeling overwhelmed. So if they're overwhelmed, you could step one try toy rotation. So this is where you might only have a handful of toys out in that lounge room space or that play space or wherever you're playing. And then you have a selection that is put away in a cupboard. And each time you bring out new ones, it's kind of like Christmas. You don't have to rotate on a set schedule. You don't have to rotate at a set time. Just notice when they start walking around the circles again, I'll go get something from the toy rotation cupboard and bring it back out. Um, they start throwing things again. I'll go get something from the cupboard and I'll take a few things back. Always find when we do toy rotations that there's a tendency for more toys to creep in um, as they pull it from the cupboard or I pull it from the cupboard for an activity and I don't put them back. So just be mindful of that. So toy rotation can work. If it's that you don't have space, get rid of stuff. Before you start throwing out, think about what is your child engaging with? What are they playing with? What is most bang for your buck? What is your open-ended material they're going to get a lot of use out of. What if they are thrown? What is just broken beyond repair? And, you know, start getting rid of the broken stuff first. I challenge you, what would happen if you put nothing in that area? What would they do? What if you only put three things in that play area? What would happen? And I think they would play. Might not be the way you think they might play with those toys. It might not be what you expect them to do, but they will. And I say that from experience with other children, but one that stands out with my own children is I had a lot of toys out when um, my eldest was young and she was doing the throwing thing. She might have been about 10 months, throwing just stuff everywhere. And I was spending all day going behind her cleaning up this mess of all these toys. And I had them because I wanted to be a good mum and I wanted to support her. But I just had too much. So what I then had to do is instead of have more, I actually did that for a bit of a fit, if I'm honest. And I put everything away. Everything in the cupboard, everything away. And I left out four large crates. That's it. Um, and she must have been just starting to walk or in that walking sort of climbing phase. And she spent the next two weeks just climbing and walking in a heap. 
and stuff, making obstacle courses with her, and she didn't listen. And that was a powerful lesson for me, was that she wasn't bored. She could find ways to entertain herself, learn, play. Um, it was me that created that problem. And from that moment, I've always done the toy rotation. With her being at that 10-month mark, I can't say like five things out of the shelf. That's it. And that was her limit. And what I did was I kind of tested it out. I added one more thing, and then I added one more thing, and then I added one more thing, until the point that it stopped being purposeful play. And then I went, okay, that's too many. So her limit for a long time was five collections. So blocks might be one. I wasn't counting each individual block. So blocks might be one collection. Dolls would be another collection of a few items. And I'm not talking that you need the pram, the pot, the high chair, the six dolls. The, it could just be a doll and a pot or a doll and a place or place or um, scarf you get from the op shop. It doesn't need to be a lot, but five collections of things, anything more, and her play got really distracted. Even now at three, she's probably got about five to six still in her, but those collections are bigger. So when she was young, that collection of dolls might be one or two things, whereas now she wants the pot, she wants the high chair, and if she doesn't have them, she'll make them out of the blocks. Um, she wants two or three dolls and two or three play scarves, and that's okay. But she engages with that now. Whereas before that was too much and overwhelming. So it is about knowing your child and then too what you want in your space. The other thing is too, for those five or six items, however many your child needs, they need to be things that are high interest for them. So not just interest in terms of what they like, so she likes dolls, but also the ways they like to play. So she likes dolls, but like play sets are always there because she likes to dress up she likes to dance, she likes to play hide and seek, she likes, so there's ways that she plays the verb, and if you're interested in the difference between the noun and the verb, go back to episode two where I broke that down in talking about play schemas, but when you're looking at what toys to have, look at the how they're playing with, and then what toys facilitate that. So for us, the play sets work because there's a myriad of ways that they, play, that they can be played with by both children, and that's in one item that we keep and we usually always have them out. You can keep some things out all the time in your rotation, you can change them regularly. But observe your child, so if you keep that out and it hasn't been touched for three months, put it away for a few weeks and then bring it back out. That's okay, you're allowed to do that. If you then put it back out and you've tried this toy and you've put it out three or four times and it's just not engaging for them, Think about different ways you could present it. Could you deconstruct it so if it's a puzzle, could you put it in a basket instead of on a tray? Could you take it out of the box? Can you present it in a different way? If that still doesn't engage them, then that one's probably time to find another one. Okay, so you've tried all these different ways, you've held onto it, you've tried it again, you've tried in all these different ways again, and it's still just not their interest, that's okay. They don't need to like every type of toy or everything. If you don't want to get rid of it because you're like, you know what, it is a puzzle, it's a good puzzle, they might come back to it in a year, and I have the space to store that, by all means do that. But if you don't, and you don't want it, and you know they're not going to come back to it, it's okay to move it on. You don't need to keep everything that they've always loved. The other powerful thing in how many toys is too many, and what can you get rid of, that 
I've started doing in my home and I really want to share the story because I think it was really eye-opening for me to actually ask my child and I know that sounds really old friends but the eye-opening for me all about child respect and child voice and talking to your child but toys are something I've kind of taken ownership of and not actually always asked her I asked her in the toy rotation what she wanted out and I took her some, to some toy shops and we picked some things together and she picked what she wanted and so like I'd included her voice at times when I hadn't included her voices what did she want to get rid of? And that became really big in the floods that we had here not long ago in Brisbane. Um, somebody that we know had lost everything. And I said to her, we're gonna put some clothes and some toys together for this friend of yours. What toys do you think we could give that she likes? And which toys do you want to keep and get rid of? So we first went through and we picked out some toys that we were happy to gift and give to this friend. Then we, she actually, as we were doing that, went, Mum, this one's broken, can we fix it? Mum, this one is broken and we can't fix it, can we get rid of this? And she actually then went through and got rid of a few toys herself. She put a few in my fix-it pile um, for me to fix, and then she had some that she was happy to give to her friend. And what it made me realise was there was toys there that I was holding on to that she didn't want. And teaching our children how to let go of stuff and how to play more with less is really important. We don't need more and more and more toys or things for them to learn, to have fun, to be connected, to feel safe. They probably need a lot less than what we give them. And when we ask them, they know that. And when we ask them, we start to teach them the value of stuff. We start to teach them that we don't have to hold everything, that the value of our memories isn't within the things we can pass them on whether you teach your child and then take them to a donation whether you teach your child and put them on marketplace and sell them and get the money and make it a pocket money lesson if they're a bit older like you can go anywhere you want with it um it's not just about getting stuff throwing stuff getting stuff throwing stuff there is a value in the story of stuff and we want to teach that to our children and we also want them to play more intently, more focused, more creative, and they do that with less. So remove stuff, don't be afraid of it. Trial and error, see what works for your family. Maybe it's five things, maybe it's 10 things, that's okay. Observe how they play, and then think about how can you extend upon their type of play with those toys. Rather than focus on the verb, not the noun, okay? So rather than just give more truck, how can we extend, expand on that interest in rotation or movement? So there's a lot there to unpack and I barely, barely scratch the surface of this issue. If you want more, I do have a blog post. I will put it in the show notes on doing a toddler toy order. I do have a freebie that you can download there as well to actually go through and audit what you have what's being played with, do some observations, and then do a clear out. So that is something that is, um, like I said, in the show notes up on my website. It is also something, if you want some help and you want to actually go through it with me one-on-one, -on -one, send me a DM over on Instagram. I can book you in and we can actually have a chat and go through how is your child playing, how can we cut down on this stuff, and help you focus your toy collection. And that's something I can do with you, which I, would, I love doing. That's one of my favorite things is toys, sorting, organizing, baskets, I'm in. So definitely jump on that freebie, come over to Instagram, send me a DM, happy to have a chat. I am Tiffany, 
This has been the Simplifying Childhood podcast and I can't wait to see you next week.